All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome once again to Invest Wisely with Walt Sakira, managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors at 3560 West Market Street in Fairlawn. We're going to talk this half hour about how his company invests their clients' money, about the stock market in these uh, intriguing times. If you have any questions about individual stocks or questions about how they invest the, the money at at, uh, at the Akron Wealth Advisors or just want to talk about the market with an expert who's been in the business more than 30 years, give us a call at 330-673-123. And outside of Akron, it's toll-free at, uh, let's see, 800-669-4100. It includes WNIR.com. Well, Walt, uh, again, despite the rather bleak outlook everywhere else, the uh, people at, and, and, you know, at Wall Street are just uh, optimists, I guess, to the bitter end. They're actually grabbing on any piece of good advice to keep the market going. And in spite of all the things that are going on in the real world, it looks like the market is not doing that badly. Again, a remarkable week of trading in the stock market, and that's almost become cliche to say. Um, you know, the, the market this week uh, started off the week um, going up. We saw a surge uh, amid positive news that, um, you know, the coronavirus obviously was starting to flatten a little bit, and there could be some treatments that, uh, you know, could help. Uh, we saw Amazon hit an all-time high. Uh, then we got a slew of uh, really bad economic data midweek, um, plunging retail sales, uh, poor numbers with industrial production, um, and basically a big small cap sell off. And then Friday, you know, we we saw the market, you know, end up uh, end up up. Uh, the Dow Jones closed the week at twenty four thousand two forty two point forty nine. It was up two point two percent for the week. Uh, now we're only down 15.1% year-to-date. Uh, and again, if you think back to March 23rd, uh, we had been down almost 35.4%. So we've had a pretty good recovery. Uh, the S&P closed at 2,874, um, down about 11%. And the NASDAQ's uh, at 8,650.14, down 3.6% um, uh, year-to-date. Uh, so, again, if we look at rates, um, just real quick on the fixed income side, uh, Treasury rates continue to be very low. We expect that to continue for quite a while. Uh, the two-year Treasury is uh, right around 0.2% uh, or uh, 20 basis points. The five-year, 0.36%. The 10-year, 0.65%. And the third year, 1.26%. 
So again, despite the, the real of you know times that we're living in and how how serious they are, we have some optimism among investors. But uh, in the main, everything else that's happening economically is directly related to the uh, slowdown of the economy because of the pandemic, and that includes everything from from banking, as you mentioned, industrial production, uh, new housing starts, uh, of course, anything that requires people going out outside and doing things seems to be uh, obviously getting getting beat up. So we're looking at these uh, at these different programs, uh, so-called stimulus programs. Uh, what, what do you think the impact of those are going to be in the short term on both the individuals and, and the businesses? Hello? <laughs> Hello? Oh, apparently we've lost him. So hopefully he can uh, call back and uh, uh, get back on the air. But again, Walt Secura, a managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors. Once again, all our guests are doing the show uh, by a telephone because of the, again, the wise provisions of the station here and uh, recommended by, by our, our governor to uh, keep a distance. So we have a little bit of problem on the uh, phone lines, which I'm sure are being overtaxed. So let's see if we can get Walt back on the air and uh, continue our discussion on uh, the matters of the economy and the stock market. Okay, Walt, I got you on another line here. So we locked in there again. Yeah, Bob. I don't know what happened here. We had a little power surge out here in West Akron, and uh, seemed to seemed to have lost the power in my office. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, it, it's definitely odd times we're living in. That's for sure. So, <laughs> I, I hope you heard some of the uh, comments I was I was uh, talking about uh, again, where a lot of the. Uh, you know, a lot of the economy is still reacting from the from the uh, pandemic slowdown. Uh, what do you think the impact of the uh, of the various stimulus programs is going to be in the short term uh, on the market? Well, Bob, I think it's helped tremendously. You know, we have six point three trillion in commitments out there now, uh, two point three on the stimulus, you know, the fiscal side, almost four trillion of commitments, uh, you know, from the Fed uh, throughout the Federal Reserve and. You know, and, and really rhetoric that says they're standing ready to do more, uh, depending on, you know, how this economy moves forward and how quick we can get things opened up. So unprecedented, um, I think, stimulus and, and efforts by both the uh, monetary and fiscal policy. However, that only goes for so long. You know, we live in a uh, economy that is driven by the consumer. Uh, the consumer has to feel confident. The consumer has to be employed. Uh, and they have to spend. You know, 70% of our economy is what uh, consumers do with their money, what you and I, Bob, and all the listeners listening do with our money. And if, if we're scared and we're not, we're not spending or if we lost our jobs and we're changing the ways that we spend, I mean, obviously, that's going to dramatically impact uh, the economy. And we're seeing that already in the numbers that, that we're looking at. And of course, we do. We are, you know, they're talking about uh, again here in Ohio and across the country, uh, trying to get back to uh, a little bit of reopening by the uh, beginning of May. But again, we're doing very cautiously, very wisely to make sure that the uh, pandemic doesn't doesn't backfire and start to increase again. But it is something that is going to to happen. Uh, but uh, the one thing we can tell, of course, is how long. It's going to be before we're back to total normal, as the experts say. That'll come when we get a vaccine. Uh, against this virus, which uh, still could be as late as a year from this Christmas. So this is a situation that we're going to have to be uh, dealing with. But again, the investors seem to be quite optimistic about the, about the market and about the future. They are, Bob. And, and again, I think right now what you have is a response of investors, you know, thinking out a little bit. I mean, that's the, the benefits of the stock market, you know, is that a lot of people, you know, the market is forward-looking. Um, yeah, a lot of people that are true investors are thinking out past this, maybe even looking to the 
2021 or even into 2022 and realizing that, you know, a lot of these companies are great companies. A lot of them are going to come out of this stronger uh, than when they went in. And by keeping money positioned in risk assets and, and in the market that, you know, that could provide positive results over the longer period of time. Uh, I think the traders obviously have a different mentality. You know, traders that are looking to capitalize on short-term movements, um, yeah, that's what drives a lot of the volatility. And again, we talked about the, the computer trading. Um, you know, a lot of those are algorithms that are built in uh, to take advantage of those, uh, you know, those movements, the data, uh, and, and they create short-term trading activity. Let's take some calls again. We are taking calls, uh, all things being equal, at 330-673-1234 for Walt Sukira with Akron Wealth Advisors in Fairlawn. Uh, good morning. You're on the air. Good morning. Uh, I don't know if this is something... You guys can answer or not, but uh, my husband just, uh, his mother uh, just passed away, and there was a transfer on death feed. Uh, with this coronavirus, is now the time to sell the house, or should they wait to hold off with the market is messed up? And Actually, that might be a better question to call uh, Jim West when he comes on at noon because he is with Howard Hanna Real Estate. But if you want to just take a, a shot on that in the general world of investing when it comes to real estate and the like, what, do, what would you say, Walt? Yeah, I'd say, you know, really with real estate, you know, you, you have comps. You, you have a good way of assessing what you think a fair value is. And, you know, obviously putting the house up for sale at this as long as you feel like you're getting a fair price. I mean, uh, real estate is a little bit more driven by, you know, the, the local demand and, you know, who's actually looking for housing. There's there's no harm in, you know, putting it out there and putting a price on it and seeing, um, you know, what, what could actually happen. But again, you're right, Bob, that is more of a, a question for, you know, a real estate ex- expert in our area. And again, that'll be Jim West. He'll be here at noon on the advice line, live to take uh, questions just like that. Well, let's uh, shift over now to our Stock Talk segment with Walt Sakura of the program. This is the time that Walt will talk about particular uh, stocks and invite any questions you have about a stock that you hold or that you're following or that you may think you'd like to buy now. Uh, it may not be the best time to buy Amazon at the height, but uh, maybe you'd like to talk about that or other things that are related to, to the market. 330-673-1234. That's out of Akron Toll Free 800 nine four one hundred now uh, bank stocks uh, banks of course are kind of bracing for the possibility of a lot of uh, a lot of creditors uh, going going bust because of these this uh, economic slowdown at this point what does that mean for bank stocks yeah I think Bob bank stocks you know are going to have a challenge um, you know they they basically we saw the six big bank stocks uh, come out this week, J.P. Morgan, Chase, Wells Fargo, Citigroup, Bank of America, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley. And they all reserved a significant amount of money, almost $25 billion for the quarter. Uh, they expect large losses um, on bad loans. Uh, so, you know, I think that's really the outlook. And then, uh, you know, when you heard a lot of comments by the leaders of those banks, and a lot of them are talking about, you know, the, the realities of the economy and the realities of the challenges they're ahead. Would that be, uh, again, something that you might think about, you know, if the bank stocks are eventually going to come back, would this be a good time to, to invest in a bank stock? Sure. I think there's there's good ones out there, Bob. You know, we've been a long-term investor in J.P. Morgan. Um, JPM is the symbol. And we continue to hold it here. Um, you know, we it's led by Jamie Dimon, probably one of the most respected bankers uh, in the world. Um, and, you know, if you look again out a little bit longer term as an investor, 
uh, there's those prices look pretty attractive, but we know it's going to be a very, very difficult year. Uh, we don't know how, you know, how much those losses are going to add up and, you know, what the bank might have to do to get through those that period of time. I mean, even examining Jamie Dimon's comments, I think we're, you know, which I always like to listen and, and read through the transcripts or actually listen to these conference calls. Um, and, you know, he was very, very real. And, you know, he said that, you know, at a minimum, uh, he would expect the bank, uh, you know, to, to go through a really bad recession here and, you know, some kind of financial stress similar to the financial stress in 2008. So that's coming right from the mouth of, of Jamie Dimon. Let's take another call for Walt Secura of Akron Wealth Advisors in Fairlawn. You're on WNIR. Go ahead. Morning, Bob. Good morning, Walt. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Okay. Since we're talking about bank stocks, uh, I've got a question. Uh, J.P. Morgan on Thursday downgraded MasterCard. Did they downgrade Visa as well? Uh, I didn't see if they downgraded Visa. I mean, I, I think if I looked at those two companies, I, I know that they still have, they have a lot of analysts following them. Um, you know, Visa and MasterCard have almost 35, 36 analysts following those, uh, those stocks. I think the majority of the analysts still have outperformed rankings on them, um, but, but I can't comment specifically to that one. Okay. Um, now, since you did mention, and we know that the uh, stock market is a forward-looking indicator, both MasterCard and Visa were up on Friday, and Discover was up over 10% on Friday. Now, is that showing that they expect retail sales to start improving? I think it shows the you know how bad Discover Financial Services sold off. Um, you know, if you look at Visa and Mastercard, um, you know Visa's off about nine point seven percent year to date. Uh, Mastercard's off about twelve point nine percent, and Discover's off almost fifty eight point six percent year to date. So I mean, they you know really got hit hard. Um, and of course, they're they're a little bit different. You know, Visa and Mastercard are, are large processing uh, payment processors. Um, Discover has a little bit more of a, a true banking operation there. Um, you know, personal loans, student loans. I mean, and they they really rely heavily on money markets and deposits to fund their lending. So, a little different business model. Um, again, we think of them all as you know credit cards, but again, Visa and Mastercard. A lot of those are. You know, they're they're the the processor of the credit cards that are actually uh, you know run by other banks. So that puts Discover at more of a uh, danger than the other two. It, it probably does in the short run, but again, I mean, I I would think you know you're very astute. I think in asking the question, I mean, I think Discover is from a valuation perspective probably looks a lot more attractive here. All things being equal, if we come through this and all these companies you know find a way to manage their way through. Uh, you would think Discover probably has a lot more upside, you know, compared to MasterCard and Visa at this point. Okay. Well, thank you for answering the question. You fellows have a have a great day. Thank you, you too, and you try to stay safe. We're talking again to Walt Secura of Akron Wealth Advisors, 330-673-1234, for questions about stock and our stock talk segment of the show. Uh, last week, one of the things that drove the market to an optimistic uh, day one day was uh, uh, learning that uh, one of the drug companies uh, in, based in Chicago, Gilead, uh, a, a drug that had come out that was being tested on uh, coronavirus patients, and even though this is not a full-blown clinical test, it seemed to have, in at least in one little uh, area, it had to have some good effect. Uh, the experts, of course, uh, came on and said, boy, uh, this drug could, uh, could really work. 
Oh, it really could not. So they kind of left that, uh, again, awaiting the uh, further clinical tests of this. But uh, as far as a, a company now, or any of the companies that are dealing with uh, uh, trying to create a vaccine or a treatment for COVID-19, you know, you know, one of the, how are they trading right now, and, and would they be a good uh, buy? Yeah, Bob, I did a lot of research on this the last week. Um, it, the company Gilead that you're speaking of, I think the drug was uh, rem- remdesivir, and I think that was actually a treatment for Ebola, which was um, then you know used uh, to see how it re- would respond in treatment to the coronavirus. Um, but I went in and I looked um, it, it really all the companies uh, that trade on the exchanges over a certain market capitalization. Um, I found about 35 companies that are working on vaccines, treatments, or testing. Um, and, and if I look through the whole group, Bob, I mean, what's interesting is a lot of them are, are up for the year. You know, 21 of, of these 35 companies actually have, you know, positive performance for the year in a year where, again, we talked about the market being down 15%. Some of them have had incredible run-ups. Um, so you have to be careful because, again, you know, when you're chasing – secure, even in your investing, sometimes there's risk that you have to really think about. And you also have to think about the marketability and what the true profitability of this is going to be. There's going to be a lot of political pressure uh, on these drug companies that do come up with a treatment or a vaccine, uh, probably not to excessively price it. Um, there'll probably be a lot of you know public scrutiny around that as well. Um, I think a company like Johnson & Johnson has already kind of tipped their hat that you know, they're not looking for it to be a huge, um, they, they want to do it for a societal purpose, again, probably more for the brand and the goodwill and to help, you know, strengthen their overall company. So you just have to be careful as an investor that you don't overestimate, you know, what, what the, number one, where these companies have gone in the short term, maybe they've gotten a little bit ahead of themselves with some of the promise and also that you understand the economic viability of what the profitability might be so that, you know, you're not disappointed that you, you got into a good company and they, they do something positive and, and the stock doesn't, you know, run up as much as you thought it would. Now, other companies in, in the notes here that, that you have that have done quite good is the companies we kind of think so. They've produced mostly uh, home care products, cleaning products, Procter & Gamble, Johnson & Johnson. Uh, I guess they've had some pretty good uh, results, uh, probably spurned on by the fact that they're producing these products that are not only in demand, but actually uh, in short supply. So they're out there cranking out more you know, Clorox wipes and more uh, you know, cleaning uh, solutions than ever before. Yeah, absolutely, Bob. I mean, you know, Procter & Gamble, you mentioned, has been one of our, our holdings for a long time in our core equity portfolio. Um, this is a company that, you know, again, first, uh, I think we're talking 57 years, it increased their dividend. Uh, they came up with a good quarter. Uh, you know, they're they're flat for the year, so they, they're not, you know, the market's down 15. They're pretty much sitting at 0% for the year, so they performed really well. I mean, this is a company with 21 brands, that generate over a billion dollars in annual global sales. Uh, so, you know, from diapers, you know, Pampers, uh, laundry detergent, you know, Downy, Tide, um, Gain. You know, we look at women's products like Always and Tampax, shaving products like Gillette, um, you know, dish detergents, uh, you know, Cascade, Dawn, uh, other cleaning products like Mr. Clean and Swiffer. Uh, even toothpaste, you know, Crest and in, in, in the mouthwash scope. So, you know, when you think about the, the strength of those brands, and we talked about how big a billion dollars is, Bob, you know, when you're generating a billion dollars in one brand, a billion dollars, if you and I could count to a billion 
and we, we could count one number for every second. It would take about 33 years of our life to count to a billion. So just to give the listeners some perspective, you know, when you have 21 brands that generate that type of, uh, of revenue, uh, it, it helps you get through periods of times uh, like this with the coronavirus. Now, what about uh, technology and technology stocks? Technology, of course, is coming to the fore as a as a replacement for for the conventional office as a way means of communication between individuals, businesses, uh, uh, groups. Uh, again, I assume the demand for for personal computing devices and uh, if you like is going to increase as more people are going to be forced uh, to pay attention to this because it's the only way they're going to have to to really do business or communicate. So, so wouldn't they be a good buy now? Yeah, Bob. I, you know, we broke these into buckets. Um, you know, I think we mentioned um, some of the ones that we've been paying attention to that we felt would hold up really well. Uh, you know, in this in this downturn, so companies like Amazon and Netflix. Um, you know, I've read a lot of uh, you know analysts talking about companies like Peloton. You know, the the um, you know the exercise, the fitness company there that offers the um, the treadmills and so forth. I mean. Uh, obviously, with people being under lockdown, those those products have been selling really, really well. And then you look at the second bucket, which is you know things that should recover pretty quickly. Uh, you know, we talked about things like uh, Facebook and uh, Twitter, you know, uh, Uber, you know, companies like that. Uh, then you go to like a third bucket where you talk about an intermediate type of recovery um, that might take a little bit of time. So, you know, companies like uh, Lyft, Zillow, uh, Lending Club. And then you could look at a last bucket where you know these companies probably will find a way to survive, um, and if you know it might take some time for them to uh, to be where they need to be. Uh, but companies like Expedia, TripAdvisor, uh, Bookings, you know those companies over the long haul, if they can make it through this difficult time, could could be pretty good investments at this point. And as we talk about individual stocks, uh, to remind you that Akron Wealth Advisors, Walt Secure and his team, they uh, actually compile portfolios of individual stocks for their clients with three basic portfolios. And uh, they uh, they advise and prefer people own individual stocks, but in a, a portfolio that gives them a bit of diversity, a bit of a exposure to many different areas uh, of the market. Uh, so, and again, that is how you, you recommend uh, people should invest. But but uh, why, why do you feel that portfolio framework is a, is uh, actually more important than the individual stock ownership. Yeah, Bob, I mean, I think you, you have to, the, the thing for us is always to buy in a portfolio context. Um, I always say if I give you one idea, it'll probably be the wrong idea. Um, but if you buy them in a portfolio, if you buy a group of stocks together, you increase your chances of, I think, long-term success. You, you diversify uh, so that if one gets away from you, you know, you have other stocks in the portfolio. We tend to build portfolios between 20 and 30 stocks, uh, depending on the objective that we're building and, and the risk level that a client wants. Um, it's it's kind of like the analogy I always use. It's like a pencil. If you, if you take one pencil, it's pretty easy to break. If you take 15 pencils and you rubber band them together, uh, you're going to have a real hard time breaking that. And it's the same thing with a portfolio. You know, one stock uh, can easily break. You know, 20, 30 stocks uh, bound together. Uh, gives you a, you know a better chance for I think uh, you know managing the risk as well as the potential returns. Now, Walt, as an individual investor in uh, again with Akron Wealth Advisors, how much attention do you pay to the uh, the big uh, big hedge funds, uh, big uh, you know, money managers out there, the guys and gals that uh, are considered icons of what they do? Uh, do they influence your approach to to investing or any particular investment? No, not really, Bob. I mean, I, I think some of them are fascinating. They're very intelligent people. Um, 
they have different objectives. Uh, a lot of times they're managing money in a different way. Um, they, they could, you know, a lot of them have short-term pressures on the way that they invest. And, and you have to remember too, and I always tell people, you know, when they're talking, they might have an agenda. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, if they're touting something or if they're talking about the market going one way or another, you know, they might be positioned in the way that, you know, they're, they're, they're believing. I mean, I don't think they're doing it intentionally to be misleading, but, you know, they believe strongly in the way their portfolios are positioned. Um, so for us, you know, we, again, our focus with individual companies really takes us away from that. Um, I mean, the big picture is important. We pay attention and I spend time on all these issues, but, uh, you know, I'm really looking at good business models, companies that I believe have a great value proposition that are priced attractively, that have financial power uh, that we can buy for our clients and, and look for long-term success. I think we have time for one more short call here in WNIR. You're on the air. Go ahead, please. Hi. Good morning. Uh, I wanted to uh, ask uh, Walt his opinion of two stocks, please. Uh, Washington Prime Group and uh, Blink. I don't know if he's ever heard of that, uh, the, la- the second one, Blink. Um, yeah, I, I've heard of them. I, I haven't done a lot of work on either one of these stocks. I mean, to be fair, um, you know, I could, it's something I could definitely take a look at. You could call me off air and we could talk about it next week or I could even come back to the show next week and be a little bit more prepared to talk about those. So, um, yeah, don't, don't really have a lot of comments that are, are racing. And considering I lost uh, my power here in the office, I'm talking on my cell phone. I, I have no computer <laughs> to, uh, okay. frame it up for you a little bit in a quick way. So, yeah. Okay, well, if you wouldn't mind uh, researching those uh, over the week, and then you can just talk about them uh, you know, next week. That's yeah, happy to, happy to do that. And like I said, we're accessible at the office, too. We're always we're friendly. We're easy to talk to. If you ever want to give me a call, feel free to do that. Okay, there's uh, there's no charge to do that? No, no, no charge. I mean, we, we'll talk to you, for sure. Okay. And again, that number, 234-466-7476. So you're saying your entire office is without power since uh, a while ago? <laughs> yeah, I, we lost power here. I'm standing mm. in the dark. I, uh, <laughs> I was hoping things would boot back up at some point, but uh, good thing I had myself. I just looked at the uh, First Energy <laughs> website, and uh, at least at the time I looked at it a few minutes ago, they had zero power outages in Summit County, so... <laughs> You're very well. special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, just, it's just odd. Like I said, it's been a really, really odd 2020, and it, and it continues. <laughs> and, of course, it's also important to remind listeners that not only does uh, Walt and Akron Wealth Advisors provide investment advice and investment portfolios for their clients, they're all full-service uh, financial advisors, too. They do a retirement planning financial planning. They can look at estate plan. They can review those. They can review your taxes and talk about RMDs and stretch IRAs and Roth conversions and social security analyses and stock options analyses, transaction tax analyses. And this is a time a lot of people, as the deadline's been extended, are looking uh, extendedly on, at their taxes and their tax information. So it's not just investing that uh, you people work with. You can work with people and have experts in all these fields. And of course, with your affiliation with the uh, Robert W. Bear company, you have access to a nationwide network of experts that can can really give people uh, the best advice through you for their own individual uh, circumstances. Yeah, well, we really have a a good company here with a lot of intellectual capital. Um, We're not afraid to reach out to the people that that know what they do and are good at what they do. Uh, We we have some, you know, talent here. Like I said, my senior partner has been doing this as long as I have, and he focuses his time a little bit more on the advanced planning type issues. And Again, if, if between him and I, we don't have the answers, we're not afraid to pick up the phone and, and figure out a way to get you know uh, clients or prospects the answer they're looking for. 
And again, it's all available at Akron Wealth Advisors. They're at uh, 3560 West Market Street in Akron. And uh, their phone number, 234-466-7476, 234-466-7476. And uh, once again, looking at the first energy map of power outages, I don't see anything in uh, the greater Akron area. So, <laughs> well, uh, going back to my breaker box right now, Bob. You, I, think, I think you might have to look at this very carefully. Again, Walt Secura, give them a call. They have a toll-free number, too. It's 844-388-4953 or locally, 234-466-7476. So, Walt, I know it's hard to predict the future in the best of circumstances, but in this wild ride we're on now, at least what do you look forward to happening next week, and what do you think, uh, might, what impact it might have? Yeah, but we got a slew of economic data and also uh, more earnings reports to pay attention to. I'll probably spend more time looking at the earnings reports. Um, you know, companies like Chipotle, uh, Chipotle uh, Phil Morris, at and um, You know, we, we got a couple of airlines reporting next week, Kimberly Clark. Uh, so, again, looking at these individual companies gives us a lot of insight. Okay, again, Walt Sakara, Akron Wealth Advisors at 3560 West Market Street in Fairlawn, 234-466-7476. Call them up. As you said, it'll give you advice and talk to you on the phone without charge and, of course, do things properly in the uh, new social distancing arena of uh, what we're going through with this pandemic. 234-466-7476. Tell them you heard them on WNIR, Kent Akron. As always, Walt, uh, continue the good work. You stay safe. We'll talk to you next Sunday morning. Thanks, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Amazon.com, symbol A-M-Z-N. Booking Holdings, Inc., symbol B-K-N-G. Expedia, symbol E-X-P-E. Facebook, Inc., symbol F-B. Gilead Sciences, Inc., symbol G-I-L-D. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company, symbol J-P-M. Lending Club Corporation, symbol L-C. Lyft, Inc., symbol L-Y-F-T. Netflix, Inc., symbol N-F-L-X. Peloton Interactive, Inc., symbol P-T-O-N. The Procter & Gamble Company, symbol P-G. TripAdvisor, Inc., symbol T-R-I-P. Twitter, Inc., symbol T-W-T-R. Uber Technologies, Inc., symbol U-B-E-R. And Zillow Group, Inc., Class A, symbol Z-G. Please note that Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated makes a market in all of these securities discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated or its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from J.P. Morgan Chase and Company, JPM, in the past 12 months. Also, Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have been compensated by J.P. Morgan Chase and Company, for non-investment banking securities-related services in the past 12 months.